This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard. Right here on pain.tv slash gold. How is everyone doing out there today, folks? I hope you're doing well. So yesterday, we diverted a bit from Dr. Charles Morgan III. And we actually took a look at Dr. Peter Scott Morgan. Okay. Dr. Peter Scott Morgan and his husband we took a look at so what we are going to do today folks is we're going to get back into charles morgan the third and we're going to try to finish that up for you so we can move forward into analyzing a podcast which featured dr peter emmanuel also like a charles morgan who works for the government And he wrote an assessment report called the uh, Cyber Soldier 2050, which we've talked about over the last few episodes. So we are going to get into that as soon as we are done with Dr. Charles Morgan. And then we're going to work our way over to Dr. James Giordano. But there's a few more pieces of the puzzle that we have to connect before we get there. But trust me, folks, this is all going into the history of transhumanism, the history of technocracy, the merger of the two, which I call technocratic transhumanism, which will then bring us back in time to Operation Paperclip. All right. So for those of you who did not listen yesterday to episode 42 on Dr. Peter Scott Morgan, credited as the first the first human cyborg, I recommend you check that out because, frankly, it was very interesting to me. And if I find it to be interesting, I assume you will as well. So definitely check that out. This guy had his organs removed, his voice box removed. He replaced his organs with machines, replaced his voice box with a synthetic deepfake audio voice of himself, and then operates life, well, he since passed away, but operated his life, his interactions with people in the real world using a 3D avatar, basically a deep fake video 3D avatar of himself. And then they were developing a system about a year before he died to allow him to be able to select 
responses to questions people would ask him utilizing an artificial intelligence driven answering system and so i found that to be fascinating as i said yesterday it was the merger the true merger the fusion of the biological digital and physical worlds the three components and the merger of which give us the force industrial revolution as klaus schwab would say ladies and gentlemen and so as we sit here some of us will say well i'm immune to this uh like me i'm immune to this but we're immune to this they can't do anything to us you've all know harari is crazy when he calls us hackable animals he has no dominion over me well in the case of dr peter scott morning morgan he did it willingly but they hacked him he was a hackable animal and so there are others out there volunteering for this type of technology every day the sad part is as i've noted here they are utilizing these people these unfortunate uh, situations where these gentlemen and these women come back from war with ptsd they come back with uh, amputated limbs and then they are talked into being guinea pigs for these Frankenstein technologies and these operations because they are seeking hope and they are seeking to repair their body uh, from whatever caused the damage to them. And so they get talked into being guinea pigs for Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and the military and the doctors and the scientists that make up the technocratic transhumanist faction of this world all right there was someone who had written me maybe it was page on pain.tv slash gold i believe it was a public statement i don't have it up in front of me uh, because it was on my phone and my iphone 13 is used as the camera it actually works better than my expensive webcam so page said on there the more she listens to the dust and gold standard the more she realizes that these elitists these wardens of the prison planet these technocratic scientists and engineers these transhumanist weirdos are developing this darkness run by satan or run by lucifer or whatever you want to call it to build this fake world around us and offer us anything that is an alternative to the natural world to god's world and as she said she believes that this is in fact end times this is not a religious show uh, and i do not support any sort of man-made man-run you know religious institution uh, i do believe there's a higher power i do believe there's some sort of mother nature or creator out there uh, i have my own beliefs when it comes to religious philosophy which i'm probably never really going to state on the show publicly because that's not the purpose of this show but i do believe there's some higher power i think things just work too perfectly too in sync from everything that happens within our bodies to the way babies are made to the way we interact with the environment to the way the uh, planets work to way the the earth works all of the systems the water the tides the sun the moon i think it's all too perfect and so i refuse to believe that that is all engineered by man and so i look at the technocrats and the transhumanists as nothing more than hackers pirates and hijackers of humanity and of natural life they are not creators they're not gods they can't even play god 
because if they were, they could snap their fingers and create anything they want. Instead, they focus on hacking humanity and hacking natural life. I've talked about this before, but I just want to lay it back out there so you understand where I'm coming from and my personal philosophy on this stuff. Although it doesn't matter as much. I'm just trying to prevent, uh, present the information to you as, uh, as the technocrats present it to the world. But, um, yeah, I believe they're hackers, they're hijackers, and they're pirates. And so the dangerous part is, although I say they have no dominion over me, if they geoengineer the skies, which they do, they geoengineer the air, they geoengineer the soil, the water, the food, uh, and now humanity itself, they are going to eventually have dominion over me because if they're engineering everything around me, all of the natural life elements that I need to interact with in order to live as a human, to be able to survive as a human, then they are going to have an effect over me. And that's why I sit here every day and talk about this stuff because you need to be aware of what's coming, whether we are going to try to avoid it, evade it, you know, get a hold of certain technologies that can help us, um, you know, filter our water or process the air around us or whatever it is, then that's what we're going to have to do to be able to evade these hackers, these hijackers, and these pirates. And so, as you notice throughout this um, show, I mix in pieces of some of the things that I'm doing in my personal life to avoid the medical industrial complex, um, to avoid the grocery stores and such as much as possible. And so I'm not there yet. You know, I'm 41. I've been talking about this stuff for a long time, but I haven't made dramatic moves in my life until uh, my wife got pregnant and I realized that I got to stop just talking about this. I have to do this because this is about my child now, not just about me. And so I find it to be quite strange that a lot of these people that are influencing the society that are in positions of social engineering, that are in positions of power when it comes to forming the prison planet, building the future metaverse, you know, working on brain chips, working on the merger of man and machine. A lot of these people don't even have children. So you say to yourself, they're making decisions for the now. Are they operating solely on greed, doing whatever's necessary to get money to live a crazy life, a fun life right now, because they don't really care about the next generation? I don't know. I mean, that's inside them. We can only try to understand where these people are coming from. But some of the Frankenstein technology and the disgusting things that they're involved with, it sort of leads you to no other place to believe other than to believe that they really don't care about the next generation. I don't think that they're putting brain chips inside people's heads because they believe that is the way that the next generation is going to survive. They talk about the dangers of artificial intelligence, the dangers of building supercomputer machines, but then at the same time, they're actually building them. So I don't know. I don't know what they think, folks. I just know I need to know about it. Some of you out there who find my show and listen, obviously, you want to know about it. And so I will continue to present this information. I want to thank everyone over at pain.tv slash gold for sending me uh, information that pertains to this show, for joining that community and helping support the Thomas Paine podcast and the Dust and Gold Standard. And 
those of you on uh, Twitter and those of you that listen to this show on the free side over at the podcast players, thank you very much. Uh, your listens help. And thank you all for leaving a five-star review and comment over at Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. So let me just talk about this quickly. We are going to jump back into Dr. Charles Morgan today. We're going to finish up that lecture he gave in 2018 to the West Point Academy cadets and faculty. We're going to finish that today and clear Dr. Morgan off the desk, at least for the time being. Then we are going to move over to the Cyborg uh, 2050 super soldier document that we started to review and i'm going to begin to uh, review that document alongside uh, this podcast left of boom i found where dr peter emmanuel one of the authors most instrumental in writing that paper for the government uh, a podcast he was on where he explains what they talk about. So we're going to go between the paper and the podcast, and that's probably what we're going to get into tomorrow as well, and then finish that up. And then there's a second podcast in that series that also talks about super soldiers. We're going to get into that, and also this document on China's super soldier program. And the reason why I want to get this out of the way is so that you have a clear understanding of what the government is currently doing. The uh, Frankenstein doctors like Dr. Charles Morgan III, like Dr. James Giordano, like Dr. Peter Emanuel are working on the problems they're trying to solve for the military and the Department of Defense and the CIA and the intelligence community at large. Because then, as we loop back to Joe Biden's transhumanist executive order, I think a lot of that will make more sense to you. And you will have a very clear understanding of what we're already doing. So a lot of stuff in the Biden executive order are things that are already happening. It's almost like the executive order when I read it was saying, this is where we're going. But in reality, it's already where we've been. It's already where we are. And so it just defines the future further. But as you see through the synthetic womb technology that we had to review, as you see through the designer babies, the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing, DNA splicing, as you see through Internet of Things, Internet of Bodies, Internet of Senses, smart cities, as you've seen through the Neuralink brain chip uh, and other connected companies to the brain chip, as you've seen through the programs that Peter Thiel's working on in cooperation with the government, his companies like Palantir, Clearview AI, Ambrosia and such, as you've seen through all of this stuff we've covered up to this point, a lot of what's in Biden's executive order is already being done. Okay, it's already being funded. The CIA, through its venture firm in Qtel, has already invested in 500 Silicon Valley companies. So as you're seeing now, uh, and as we approach Biden's executive order, you see why I didn't jump into it when it came out two weeks ago, because I said, all right, now we have to accelerate the show. I've got to show them all the military super soldier stuff. I've got to get into Internet of Things, senses, Internet of Bodies, all of that, because I don't want to talk about the executive order until my audience understands all of the technology that's already out there. And this is not all of it, folks. I mean, this is one one hundredth of the technology that's already out there. But I want you to see that the executive order doesn't set into motion technocracy or transhumanism. The executive order just sums up the 
technocratic and transhumanist elements in which we are already working on in both the public and the private sectors of which you already know are one in the same. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back and we're diving right into Dr. Charles Morgan III and we'll finish that lecture up for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Payne.tv slash gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here, right here on pain.tv slash gold, and I am Dustin Gold, your host. All right, folks, I backed up this lecture from 2018 by Dr. Charles Morgan III by about 30 seconds, so we could pick up where we left off yesterday. If you remember, I only got into uh, this lecture in the last segment of yesterday's show because we got tied up with the human cyborg story. But that was very important, and we needed to do that. So what we're looking at now, coming from Dr. Chuck here, Dr. Chucky Morgan, is he is talking about the mind. And he has a slide up on the screen. A mind is a terrible thing to lose. And yesterday we ended with him starting to talk about soldiers coming back from war with PTSD, horrible memories of the terrible things that our government uh, made these these young men and women do out in the uh, field of combat, folks. And so they come back with PTSD, and he's starting to talk about technology to help wipe their minds clean. Let's watch this. So what to do with memory? In medicine, we think of memory as a potentially harmful thing when people present with post-traumatic stress disorder. They can't stop thinking about the thing that's creating emotional distress. It's a very active development in the field to figure out, can we erase memory? Can we modify memory? Can we change memory? Okay, and let me just say, Dr. Charles Morgan, if you remember, we reviewed his bio in his resume a couple of episodes ago. So he works in the field of post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, currently out of University of New Haven, formerly at Yale University. So we're getting into his specialty here. But remember, this presentation he's giving grew out of a presentation he gave to the CIA years ago when he had his exit interview. So he was leaving the CIA His uh, superiors asked him to predict the future. He said, wow, it's very difficult to predict the future. Instead, I'm going to predict what's going to happen over the next five years. And then he's continued to expand on this presentation with new technologies. And so he keeps it up to date. And right now he's lecturing the West Point Academy's faculty and um and students there okay and so um, he's talking to the cadets and now he's about to get into memory short answer is yes several years ago with the pm zeta data out of duke university this was the first time that anyone had ever demonstrated that if you wash an area of the brain called the hippocampus 
it's an area of our brain that's crucial. For- All right, let's pause for one second. Up on the screen, um, he's got PKM Zeta. So capital P, capital K, capital M, lowercase Z-E-T-A, and ZIP, the inhibitor. So it's this PKM Zeta and ZIP. And so now he's talking about washing a part of the brain away. All right, so I'm going to back that up a second. We're going to play that through because this is important, folks. ago, with the PKM Zeta data out of Duke University, this was the first time that anyone had ever demonstrated that if you wash an area of the brain called the hippocampus, it's an area of our brain that's crucial for forming short memories, spatial memories, and then facilitating the transfer from a short-term memory to something that's more permanent and stable over time, that he could train the mice to run the maze, document the number of trials and errors, and then flood their hippocampus or expose it to this, and the memory would be completely gone. Okay. Do you understand what he's talking about there, folks? What he's talking about is they took a little mouse over at Duke University, a cute little mouse there, just a cute, innocent little mouse. And so they take the mouse and they run it through a maze. And obviously the mouse would build up you know, a memory of getting through that maze. And then what they do is they wipe the mouse's hippocampus memory. And the reason why they do that or why they're doing that is they're wiping your short-term memory away. All right? That's what he's talking about, the ability to wipe your memory away. Yes, of course this is in many dystopian sci-fi films, but put this technology into the hands of Dr. Charles Morgan III, and he will put it to work for the United States government. Because, folks, they stand on a moral high ground. They're only doing this because our enemies are doing this, too. (laughs) All right, let's watch. Meaning when the rats or the mice had to learn it over again, it was the same number of learning trials. And there was no trace of the memory left. Now, the good news uh, for us when we study rats and mice is we put electrodes and cannuli into their brain and can directly affect that area of the brain. If you wanted to poke your own hippocampus, you'd have to stick your finger through your eye and go right back in there. Sounds impossible to get to. Not if you program a cell to go there. Okay. So here we go, folks. Are you listening to what the, uh, what the mad scientist said there? What the old doctor? Dr. Chuck. Dr. Chuck. I mean, this is a fascinating lecture. I'm so glad that we stumbled upon this, folks. Fascinating. Fascinating. Over the years, I've heard people play it, but I haven't heard people really break it down. Not in this much depth, so that's what I wanted to do for you. And I've broken it down on purpose across multiple episodes because to try to take it all in in one episode, I think you would just forget too much of it. And so, although they're trying to wipe someone's memory clean, I'm trying to do this in a way that this will stick in your memory and that you will walk away with the knowledge um, of these topics uh, to be able to share them with friends and family. So what he's saying there is they ran the mouse through this maze and then they wiped its memory clean. And what they were able to prove was that the mouse had no traces of the memory of running through the maze each time they wiped the mouse's hippocampus clean, right? 
And so he said they can stick electrodes and stuff into the mouse's brain to do this. But for us, we'd have to stick our finger through our eye to be able to wipe that clean. I don't know. Maybe they can stick a Q-tip up into your brain and wipe that clean. Mm, That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Eventually, I'm going to show you some DARPA technology where they can write code onto somebody's brain, very similar to the Matrix, using a swab. And it actually writes code onto the brain. Uh, Quite interesting. I was warning family and friends the entire time COVID land, the high school theater production was in high gear. You know, during its uh, peak season, peak season of that uh, wonderful play, not to go get a probe put into their brain. But people didn't want to listen. So I don't know what they really did. But anyway, what he's saying now is rather than being able to touch the hippocampus with your finger through your eye, they can get to a human's by injecting a cell. Now, remember, as we reviewed this in episode 41, I believe, he was talking about the ability to inject someone in part with a stem cell that he says they can program to do anything, and they program the cell to go into your body, wherever they want it to be. So say it was going to be behind your eye. And then they can activate the cell using some kind of, uh, you know, an audio signal, a sound wave. And so then your brain picks it up, and boom, it activates the cell. And then the cell is going to do whatever it is they want it to do. So let's say they program the stem cell to store inside of your stomach. And then when they trigger it, they want it to uh, give you stomach cancer or they want it to give you a diarrhea or whatever it may be. They could just blow a dog whistle and as long as that whistle is programmed to the right frequency that your brain picks it up and activates the cell, then that's what'll happen. All right, so now he's talking about accessing your memory via the hippocampus using a cell that they put into your body. It's amazing. I mean, the government can do this, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic stuff, is it not? Remember, this is coming out of supposedly Duke University. And if I went and looked into each one of these, I know I would find government funding behind them because it's pretty much how all these guys are funded. Just like Charles C. Morgan or Charles Morgan and the stuff he's doing, over at University of New Haven um, are being funded by government grants. All right, let's continue. So if you decide you wanted to program something that would selectively release PKM Zeta after your meeting with someone, they probably would have no memory of it. Okay. Did you understand that? All right, let's back that up for a second, play it again, and then we'll break it down to program something that would selectively release PKM Zeta. After your meeting with someone, they probably would have no memory of it. Okay, so what he's saying is, one more time, folks. One more time. Let's hear that again. Right back in there. Sounds impossible to get to. Not if you program a cell to go there. So if you decide you wanted to program something that would selectively release PKM Zeta, after your meeting with someone, they probably would have no memory of it. So what he's talking about 
is if you wanted to program a cell, okay, that would then be inside someone that would be programmed to release the PKM Zeta, which would wipe the hippocampus clear, it would be a way for you to wipe that person's memory of ever meeting with you. So he doesn't get into, obviously, how they would get that cell into your body. But could you imagine, let's say, like, uh, I don't know, in some James Bond type of movies, Mission Impossible, where they walk by and they stick somebody with a needle that you know either gives them, like, a heart attack right away. But if they stuck you with some sort of a needle that injects a cell into you that is programmed to release this PKM Zeta that would then wipe your memory clean, then you would actually have no memory of the event that you were just at or the conversation you had there with somebody. And so if you couple that with the technology that he talked about a couple episodes ago, where they could literally trigger that cell to release this PKM Zeta using some sort of a sound wave. So let's say, I don't know, you meet with um, some spy, he gets some information from you, and then you go out to your car and you get an amber alert on your phone. And it goes, beep, 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 and that amber alert triggers the cell inside you to then wipe your memory clean of that meeting that you had. It's just totally gone. Oh, it's good to know the government has this, folks. They do this in order to protect us. It's all under national security. Trust me, they love you. They love me. They love all of us, folks. And that's why they're hard at work in the dungeons of the CIA and NASA and DARPA building this kind of technology. It's all about love, folks. And if you're watching the video right now, I have my wife's love coffee mug. And I'm going to drink a little sip of tea here because it's all about love, ladies and gentlemen. As I take a break, just think about that. Think about if I could stick you with a needle right now and then five minutes from now wipe your memory clean of ever having listened to the Dustin Gold Standard. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. Never forget, don't wipe your memory clean. I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 